So I keep being introduced to um, information lately that is telling me that there's going to be a lot of new people that are sort of waking up to the realities of our lives and, and the universe and what is going on right now in our societies, in, in the world, really. And I'm afraid for them because I know when I first was um, thrown into a lot of what I experienced, it was extremely difficult, you know, and it threw me into a lot of fear. So, and that won't happen to everybody. It certainly won't. Um, but there will be some folks, maybe a, a large amount of folks that will go down the same path that I went down. And I would just like to say that you will make it through. <laughs> so have, have faith in that. But I wanted to share some 10 Bible verses that were really, really important to me during that time. I mean, there were times where I was, you know, sensing things or realizing things that, um, just threw me for a loop and I, I couldn't believe what I was, what I was experiencing. And then when, you know, after, um, you know, after some time of dealing with this, I realized there was even more that was in my path that, um, people and, um, evil that needed to be, needed to be addressed. Right. So, and there was times where, you know, I couldn't stop my life. I had to keep going and I had to keep, you know, moving forward. But there were certainly times where I was really afraid of what might occur. You know, I had, um, you know, the, the, the evil that's in this world right now, some of it is probably false, right? A lot of it that we're seeing on the news, some of it might just be made up stuff, but some of it's not. And you have to be able to discern what you're seeing and you have to be able to know, um, what is, uh, affecting your life. And so I would just say to you, you know, to turn to the Bible, because that's going to give you all the answers that you need on how to move forward. Um, I think the most important thing is to stay humble. You know, God, God works on our behalf and whether you believe it or not, um, you know, when I first started this, I wasn't sure what to believe. In fact, I even got mad at God, which is what probably opened the door for, um, evil to come into my life. And, you know, if you're not quite a believer yet, or you're not really sure what to think, I was there, trust me, but I would say to you, First and foremost, hold on to your belief. What little you have, hold on to it. God is not forsaking you. Really. Um, some of the things that you're going to experience, you do have to experience. You have to learn from, from certain things that are going on. But at the same time, there will be other things that happen that may be a reaction to how you're feeling about God or the situation. So some of the verses that really helped me, I really want to share with you. And I didn't do that in my last video on how to, um, how to keep going, right. How to keep moving forward. And I, you know, I think keeping your thoughts really clear, keeping a humility about your position, about your thoughts, about your life, 
I think that that's really important. And to know that <clears throat> no matter what happens, it's really going to be something to help you grow overall. Even if it's, even if it's a negative thing, eventually you're going to, uh, you will grow from it. But these verses actually help me to be able to process and to stay in humility and to stay, pardon me, and to stay um, on the right path, right? To trust God, to trust the word, to trust that, um, that it was all for, for my benefit. You know, we hear a lot of people talk about that, but it's not, not easy to do when you're, when you're in real fear. You know, I, there was a time one night, I remember something was coming to me and, um, I, re I remember barricading my doors because I wasn't sure whether or not what I was hearing and the things that were coming to me was, was it real or was it not real? And so and, and I never, ever did that before. But that one night, I was so unsettled by what was happening and what information was coming my way and all the information that was just feeding through all my social media, which was craziness. Um, and try to ignore all that crap because there's just too much of it going on. Um, but I will tell you that uh, all of it that was being fed definitely threw me, you know, it threw me over the loop, uh, over that, uh, that last leg. And so I got nervous that night and I barricaded both doors to my, to where I was staying. And, um, I slept that night, but definitely not restfully, you know, and I woke up that next day and I realized that, you know, I'm not going to live like, like that. I'm not going to feed into that. And so I started looking at verses to help me to process how to deal with people that were very negative, how to deal with, um, the, the thought that I may not have support to deal with the thought that people were violent and, and threatening, um, you know, and so how do you deal with that? How do you deal with it when you're so angry, but you, you don't have something to fight against. And, I, and that's where the Bible comes in. That's where God comes in and he will take you by the hand and lead you to how to process things a lot better than trying to do it on your own. And certainly much easier way of dealing with it with your heart rather than your head. And, you know, our instant, our, our instincts as humans is to just bite back, right? Somebody's saying something, something you feel like somebody might be doing something or it's being alluded to that somebody's doing something or it's being alluded to the fact that maybe your family doesn't support you or your friends are no longer your friends or, you know, you're being fed all this information, right? And I would just say, let it go. Let it go and let God guide you. And so these are the verses and, and there's 10 of them. So if you don't want to stay, you know, we'll see you next time. But these are, these really truly helped me to move through and you know, they're all about one liners, one or two lines a piece. So it won't take too long. But, um, the first one was Romans 12 verse 
uh, 19, and it says, never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it's written, vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. And I really felt like that was the crux of what I needed to hear. Like, if I believed in that, then it had to be true. If I put it in God's hands, then he would take care of it eventually. And it seems he has. Or if he hasn't, he will. <laughs> so the second one was Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. And it says, whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And I think I had shared in past videos um, some things that actually made a difference, things that actually spoke out loud and it actually came to fruition and changed my entire situation, which was amazing. So um, because I have faith, because I I brought my, my heart back to God, um, I released the anger that I had for what I was going through towards God, towards man even, and just stayed in my faith and walked that path and things have turned around. And then number three is Hebrews verse 11. Um, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse three says, by faith, we understand that, that, that the universe was created by the word of God. So that, that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And that really hit home and it worked with the, you know, having the faith and asking whatever you ask in prayer, um, led me to believe that, you know, our words may in fact have power. And then Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Again, our words, what we say, what we think, how we show up in the world will determine how things go. And so if you're speaking negativity, if you're speaking fear, if you're speaking, even if you're just responding to something online that you think you need to respond to because you're PO'd that somebody's saying something or somebody did something to you. Remember this verse, Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. It, it's, it's how you approach the situation, right? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So all you have to do to have an eternal life is to just believe. And that's so simple, right? At least for some of us. Jesus was actually sent here to not only save the Jewish people, but it, he was also sent here for us. Now, whether the Jewish believe or not, there are some that don't, but the Bible does state that they, he was here to save the Jewish people and included the Gentiles in that, which we are, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably likely a Gentile. Um, maybe not all of you, but many of you. So I would, just, I guess I would just say, you know, try to, try to find that faith 
in in Jesus and see if you can bring that back into your life or back or into your life if you've never had it before because that is according to the Bible what will save you and and allow you to have that eternal life the number six is first uh, John chapter 2 verses 9 through 11 I think I only wrote down number nine though um the one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is in darkness the darkness has blinded his eyes and that meant to me because i walked away from situations that made me so angry and i um wasn't processing it correct i was angry with other people but i was also angry with myself i was angry with god and so that truly did bring me into an enormous amount of darkness that I just could not shed everywhere I turned. Um, and that darkness, thank God, I did not allow that darkness to blind my eyes. I still tried to find and struggled with trying to find myself back in the light and back into God's word and the path that you know, the normal life that I was living before, you know, um, and then number seven, Jesus, uh, John chapter four, verse 13 and 14, Jesus was at the well talking to the woman at the well. And he says, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water from the well will be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the more that I read this and the more that I was shown this, um, you know, and um, I watched The Chosen and that was part of one of the, the shows that they had done and things like that. You know, in church, they talk about that. And the more that I processed that, the more I wanted to understand it. And I can't say that I fully understand it. I don't, um, but I hope one day to get there fairly soon. But I will say that this temptation of continuing to find the path to eternal life, to be an eternal being, um, much like Jesus was, is a real draw. And so, you know, I keep, I keep that in the back of my mind in the things that I do and the things in how I react and how I behave, um, how I think, how I walk in the world. And so I, you know, and I'm looking for the, honestly, I'm looking for the um, true knowledge of what the, the water that was that springs up within us. And I think I'm on the path to that, but not ready to share that yet. So, but I will say that, you know, this was a real verse that when I was in fear, when I was in anger, when I was in so much frustration and turmoil, I just kept this as a goal. Like this is something that has meant a lot to me since I was very young, since I can, as far back as I can remember, this is a verse that, that led me through my life. And so I would say that, um, you know, if you, you know, find a verse that resonates with you, something that you want, something that you want to attain and just keep that, keep it nearby or keep it in your heart. So it leads you through your path that, you know, if you are starting to awaken and, and you haven't, um, and you're starting to realize things that you have never realized before, 
I would say, you know, do this and try to find something that can, that you can hold on to, um, in God's word that means something and can be your guiding light for something that you want to attain and through God's word, through God and, you know, look to him to, to help you keep moving. The number eight was first John chapter four, verse 18. And he wrote, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And a lot of sayings, a lot of the same thing kept coming to me that love always wins. I can't say that I fully understand that. And I don't know that I, I don't know how to truly explain what that means or even, you know, what love is, but I can tell you that the, the act of me showing up in a loving manner, no matter how somebody else shows up has truly helped me to be able to move in ways that, that I never would have when I was younger ever. Um, I would have bit back at people. I'd have, I'd have debated until I was blue in the face. I would not allow, um, a lot of, um, like false narratives. I'd confront it immediately. And I, I just would push and push, you know, and if somebody was being ugly, I would instantly, um, tear it up with them, you know, and, and they, most of the time I was very good at it, but I stopped. I don't have the heart for that anymore. And I think even if I wanted to, I'm not sure that I could truly um, show up in that particular way that I used to show up. You know, it's not that it's not in me. It's probably in there somewhere, but I've really learned to control that, that part of me to, to not be instantly um, drawn to that chaos. Right. And so I think, I think for me, that's what that verse means to me is that God showed me how to walk in love. God showed me how to walk in non-judgment. And so I use that in my, in my interactions with people. I use that in my daily life, daily, <laughs> um, you know, dealing with people on the phone, dealing with office, um, staff that are, you know, occasionally unreasonable. And so I'm able to sit in most of the time sit in, um, non-judgment and in love and hold that space while they are being irrational sometimes. And so, you know, and then that opens up the door for, um, better conversations later I learned. And so, so that's what that verse means to me. So that was first John, um, chapter four, verse 18. And so, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And, you know, anger is essentially fear. And anger is essentially how I used to show up a lot. So, um, and I don't anymore and it feels great and it works a lot better. I'll tell you, you know, relationships are a lot stronger and I am a lot stronger as a person. I don't feel like I have to, you know, grip and fight and, um, control, the situations anymore. I just let them flow and, uh, it's great. It's actually really great. And then, uh, number nine is Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. 
If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. I haven't tried that, <laughs> but I can tell you that I have tried with my faith and, you know, by having my faith back, that's helped a lot <laughs> and it has definitely moved mountains in, in my life and I can assure you it will in yours as well. So give it a try. What's well, a little faith, right? Um, and it is just a little, you know, a little tiny mustard seed. And that's all you need in order to change your, the trajectory of your life or to change your circumstances or your situation. So I would highly suggest giving it a try. <laughs> and then uh, number 10 was First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. And it says, Therefore, encourage one another to build one another up just as you are doing, you know, and, and that for me was sort of a historical verse for me. I wasn't aware of it until recently, but historically, I mean, because throughout my childhood, throughout my life, as I was growing up, I was, you know, paying attention to self-help, um, um, speakers, right? Um, educators, teachers that spoke a lot about, um, you know, encouraging um, yourself and, and showing up for yourself and that kind of thing. And so that, you know, this verse actually resonated with me because the more I show up for myself, I'm able to encourage others as well. So that's just something that was, um, a little bit of a guide for me, you know, and it's not that I haven't gotten stuck because I have at times, but this kind of pulls you out if you think about it, you know, to remind you that, you know, when you're encouraging yourself, you're also, you know, in the steps that you take, you're able to share those with others and they can take those same steps and start to move that path. Much like what I'm doing right now, right? I've worked, I've walked through, um, walk through some crazy situations and some fear and, um, a lot of fear actually. And I mean, so much so that one night I'm barricading myself in my room, like how crazy is that? But that's how bad it was that at, you know, at that moment, that is, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And so, um, you know, and so through my walk, I can share that and encourage you and tell you that, you know, my path has not been easy and maybe it's somewhat my own fault. I don't know. Maybe it's because I lost my, um, my belief or I wound up angry with God, whatever the case is, however it ended up being that way, it was, and it was, it was my reality for quite some time. And so I would just say to you that, you know, I want you to know that if you are going to go through, um, you know, some, some form of an awakening, whether it is an immediate awakening, um, you know, maybe you've done, uh, some drugs or you are going and trying to open up with these spiritual centers that offer, um, 
I forget what the drug is, but uh, the DMT or whatever. The, um, I got to look up that drug. It's going to drive me crazy. Got it. It was ayahuasca. So if you're going to be using recreational drugs that are highly addictive, and I don't recommend at all, um, at all, or if you're going to be using um, uh, drugs that you can find here in the States, or even if you're leaving the country and you decide you want to do ayahuasca, which I, I'm assuming you can do here in the States at some point, but um, I would just highly recommend to you not to do any of that stuff. But if you are, then just know that that, that you have to stay in your faith. You have to find your heart because a lot of people that are, have woken up chemically have not done the work that they need to do on their heart. They are not connected to, um, to a group that is supportive. They are not connected to a group that is, um, God fearing that will help you to, to understand what it is that you're going through and to help you to, to open that heart space up. Um, because that's, what's truly needed. That's what, that's the first step is to do that. If you can do that work first, then, you know, I don't know if it's safe or not, but, um, I don't recommend doing anything chemically at all, but if you have, or if you, are seriously considering it and nothing that I say against it will ever change your mind. I won't waste my breath, but I will say one more time, I don't recommend it. But if you are going to, I would just strongly suggest you get into a community Bible-based church and you start to really truly understand the ramifications of what you are doing and understand how to start opening up your heart and give your life over to God because once you do these kinds of things, it leads you down a path that is of the opposite side. And it opens you up spiritually for attack. And it's not that it could happen. It's very likely it will happen. Okay. And so I would just strongly suggest you consider what I'm saying to you. That's all. And then I'm just going to leave it. Um, that Proverbs 10, verse 22, it says, The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. And so with that, you know, I'll just end this and just let you know that, you know, God is not here to bring you sorrow. So if you are going through a very sorrowful time, if you're going through a lot of pain and a lot of um, discourse and confusion and unrest. I would just say to you that that is probably not, it's not that God doesn't give pain because he does, you know, to change us. But if you're going through a lot of discourse and a lot of confusion and a lot of, um, cognitive dissonance, you know, where you're, where you, you're not sure what's going on and you don't know how to put those pieces together. That's not of God. It's not of God. If you feel you're being uh, spiritually attacked, that is not of God. If you suddenly have pains where you never had pains before, that is not of God. 
So I would just say and encourage you to know again that, you know, the Lord is there to help bless you and he's there to help guide you. And hopefully you can find your way there. So just one more time, just before I end the video, I don't recommend doing it until you've opened your heart. So if you are seriously considering going down the path of awakening through any form of chemicals or even with, even if they're natural chemicals, I just would highly recommend you start working on your heart for a very long time until you can honestly say that you can walk in the world in love no matter 99% of the time, no matter what the situation is. And if you can do that, then maybe that path is right. But if you can't, I don't, again, don't recommend it.